For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. She thinks she missed the train tomorrow. Hello, Riz- She's out back. Hello, Razorback fans, and welcome to another fabulous episode of the Hawk Talk Podcast. We just wanted to say thank you for downloading and listening to what myself, Ty Hudson, Jacob, and our producer Porter all have to say on all things Razorback Athletics. For those of you on iTunes or Spotify, wherever, however you're listening to our content, if you would please leave behind a written review and, I don't know, maybe give us some star power, that'd be excellent. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks again for... Yo, welcome everybody to the Hog Talk Podcast, episode number 50-something. 50, 50 I don't know. I don't know. Logan. Logan. What episode is this, Logan? You're in the this, the producer room over there. What's What episode? 50, okay, 53. Logan says 53. So I guess here we are. Episode 53. You know what though? Welcome to the other side too, right? 2020, no longer, we're we're done. The 2010s, that era, done and over with. 2019, done and over with. 2020, here we come. Here we come, Logan. Yeah, there is no Logan. There, it. <laughs> I wonder uh, what's in store for 2020. I know, I know the Hog Talk. We're Really excited about the year. We're really excited about what we accomplished in just a few short months last year. My gosh, think of what we're going to do with a whole year. A whole year under their belt. I hope uh, I hope big things. We're going to have Porter on later. We're going to get a reaction to the Lady Backs. They took on Texas A&M, the top 12 ranked. What are they, Lady Aggies? Is that what they call themselves? I don't care what they call themselves. I, I cannot stand Texas A&M. I got thick skin, I do, but uh, their fans, their their cult over there, they're crazy. They're plum crazy. All of them. No, I shouldn't say all of them. There's some. I like any crazy cult. There's a few good people. Some people that you probably work with. You should tell them. By the way, Ty Hudson from the Hog Talk Podcast thinks you might belong to a to a cult. You might want to, you know, blink five times if you're if you need help. If you need further assistance, write it on a on a post it note. Just whatever you do, don't don't uh, don't lead a paper trail back to me. But Ty says you're in a cult. I'm half kidding. I'm half kidding. Yeah, Porter will be on here in a little bit. We'll, again, we'll get his reaction to the Ladybacks. Hopefully they get the dub. Because I'm recording. The way I'm doing this is I'm recording before the game. Then he and I are going to go to the game. 
And then we're going to have our interview later. So really excited about it. Really excited about what the Ladybacks are capable of doing this year. Big things. Big things on the horizon for the for the women's basketball team. How about Arkansas basketball? The men's the men's team went on the road and proved me completely wrong. Mason Jones wrote me a delightful email and he said, Dear Ty, you were wrong. Dot 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 exclamation mark question mark. You were wrong. I'm kidding. Obviously he didn't I I don't even think he knows I exist, but I'm proud of them. I mean, they went on the road and they kicked some ass. And Indiana fans were absolutely butt hurt. They were so salty on Twitter. Did you guys see that? Oh, my goodness. And what was even more bizarre, there's some San Diego State fan getting involved in this whole thing, talking about how Arkansas shouldn't be ranked. And just a, I don't know. I mean, but it seemed like everywhere I could find that guy. I don't have his Twitter name pulled up in front of me, but everywhere that mentioned the Razorbacks, that guy was there trying to troll fans. And I got to say, bravo on the on the effort, bravo on the troll effort. But you're a little lacking in actual. I don't know anything that was factual. I don't know. Like really, he didn't offer facts, and he wasn't the only one. There were fans. It's fans from around the country that are just so triggered that Arkansas basketball might actually be back. Like, it is scaring earmuffs kids, earmuffs kiddos in the car. It is scaring the shit out of people. It's scaring them. They're scared. So I'm trying to work on the earmuffs. You might want to mute the button for a second while Ty goes on his little, on his, on his, uh, tangents. Heads up. Here comes Ty. He's mouthy. We'll start off first before we get into uh, before we get what well, you know. Let's just let's visit that Arkansas Indiana game. We kind of went over the numbers already, but uh, let's do it again. Let's go back over those numbers one more time. One more time. We know Arkansas eleven and one overall. Their only loss on the road to Western Kentucky. But you look at their body of work and you compare that to some of these other teams ranked. I'm just like, what what? planet are these people living on right now that they 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 got 19 votes to enter the ap top 25 19 votes meanwhile arizona last i checked still ranked someone someone explain that to me logan explain it to me because i don't know it's ridiculous i could i could just go on and on but in that game against indiana <laughs> I forgot how many shots Isaiah Joe took at three point range. Six of 17 for 24 points, though. He was perfect at the free throw line. Four for four. He's a star. Mason Jones. I bet you didn't realize that guy had, he nearly, he nearly had a double double. He had 21 points, six rebounds, six assists. Although, he did get into some foul trouble. Four fouls. He turned the ball over four times. He's got to work on that, man. He's He's got to work on that. He's got to be averaging like five turnovers a game. Arkansas shot 40% from the field. Three-point range. They shot nearly 40%. They were 12 of 31. And they were 9 of 12 at the free throw line. Off the bench, Chaney. I think Chaney, you know what? He, he got a lot of minutes. He got 17 minutes in that game. Uh, he ended up with, with uh, four rebounds, six points. So some he got some productive minutes. Harris logged 18 minutes off the bench. He didn't shoot a whole lot. He was 0 for uh, 0 for two. Then he was at the foul line, and he uh, he's 0 for one there. D- 
didn't really do a whole lot. He had a steal. We'll give him that. And Bailey led the way in blocks. No surprise there. Sitting at two. Sitting at two. Indiana, my goodness, Jackson Davis, that guy. It, it was just too easy for them to score inside. He had 20 points. Green was their second leading scorer with 14. Their bench, they got some They got some um, productive minutes from their bench. A lot of guys played. Franklin and uh, I can't pronounce this other guy's last name. Is it Finisi? Finisi, I think. But uh, he had uh, 23 minutes. He logged five points. Um, turned the ball over three times, two fouls. The only the only one of them that got in any kind of foul trouble at all was um, Justin Smith, who had four fouls. So Arkansas won 71-64. to Ty, you were wrong. That was trending in our Discord. By the way, shout out to our Discord. Shout out to them. Let me read. I'm going to read from them what they had. We, we, we told them, hey, we're recording. Let's get some questions. And here's some of the questions that uh, that were asked in our Discord. Let me let me scroll down here. Otto Johnson got an opportunity to. He ran into Coach Nolan Richardson. Listen to what he had to say. Otto Johnson says, "Got a chance to talk to Coach Richardson the other day when he came into my work. He's really high on Musselman as well. Was super excited about coming out of Indiana with a dub." said it doesn't matter if we have to play small ball so long as we're doing it and playing the playing the defense that we've been playing. You can tell he's very happy to see the Hogs at 11-1. Always love getting to talk with Coach when he comes through. So, yeah, Nolan Richardson, hell of a guy. I mean, I get the comments that he made there towards the end of his career, how that kind of you know pissed some people off, made some people mad. Didn't 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 really okay. Didn't end on the best possible. Didn't end in the best possible way. I get that. Okay, I get it. But he still hung around despite the harassment that he took. He still hung around. Still called the hogs. He supported Mike. Supported the hogs. You know they named the court after him. I know there's people out there that still aren't his biggest fan. They're, you know he's he's got the haters out there. I get it. But my gosh, uh, the guy's a legend. I've said where I stand with Nolan. I think not. they should have named that court. That shouldn't have taken as long as it did, and I'm off for putting a statue outside of Bud Walton, if you want my honest opinion. I know that's going to rub some people the wrong way, but that's where I'm at with it. You, you've got to – that kind of greatness only comes around every once in a while, and he was great. Okay? Things didn't end. It was a bad breakup, but you know what? We made up, and now we're friends, right? It's a bad breakup, but now we're friendos. Who this is from Arkansas Marine? Who's going to make the biggest jump under the new staff? Let's hope it's KJ. Let's hope that it's somebody, either KJ Jefferson or I don't know the the, the line of scrimmage play. I, I, that's a tough one. That's a, that's a tough one. J Will twenty five predictions on where we end up. Uh, let's see where we end up in football with commits and possibly where we end in recruiting rankings. I um. If you're asking about a number, J. Will, I probably should have cleared this up with you when you when you typed this out when when you asked this question on Discord. I think they end up going with twenty to twenty two is what they'll sign. As far as I know, they could sign the full twenty five. I believe they can sign the full twenty five. The um, as far as the rankings, I'm going to tell you this. We're going to talk about the official visitors here in a minute. 
I don't know. I was looking at, because I got a list forwarded to me, and I don't know that other than the quarterback, Malik Hornsby, I don't know that any of them are four stars. I have a hard time seeing this team finish in the top top 40. I really do. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be pretty tough to get inside the top 40. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe they they do flip a surprise. Maybe they do get somebody you know, they flip someone or they get a surprise visitor and and uh, maybe something happens there. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Also, Matt H. in our Discord posted a, a link from Twitter. Oh, a link from Twitter, and it was from Dave Matter on Twitter, at Dave underscore Matter. And this is what he said on Twitter, and this kind of went around the Razorback social media on Facebook and on Twitter. But he says on Twitter, when Arkansas football played at Kentucky this year, Calipari found Jerry Jones and told him, you've got no idea what kind of coach you've got. Talking about Eric Musselman, he's a big fan. There are some people that are worried that Kentucky, if they do move from Coach Cal, that they go after Eric Musselman. I don't know. Eric Musselman really seems to like it here. You know Arkansas is going to be competitive. They're going to pay the man, especially if he makes tournament year one. Hell, if he makes the NITs, Based on where we were at coming into the year, you guys know it's no surprise. Ty wasn't real big on year one because of what I said was the lack of depth, the lack of talent, and the lack of size was up against him. You make the NITs with that? Okay. You offer the man a raise. You get to the NCAA tournament, you give him one hell of a raise. Am I right? Tell me I'm tell me I'm wrong. You make the NCAA tournament when nobody had you even in the top eight in the SEC. But you go out and you make the, the, the NCAA tournament. I don't care if you're one and done. I could care. I mean, don't get me wrong. You, I hope you do better than one and done. But if you don't, you still got to give the man a raise. You're one. How long did it take Mike to get Arkansas to the NCAA tournament? Remember all the excuses we were told back then. Any surprise visitors? That's from Arkansas Marine. Or commits before National Signing Day. I don't know of any right now, Arkansas Marine. That could change between now and, I don't know, anything could happen, especially with Sam Pittman. You don't doubt Sam Pittman. You just don't. Um, there are there, there, There's some interesting news, too, really quick. Chandler Morris, you remember him? Former, <laughs> I, of course you do, but for those of you who don't, former Arkansas quarterback commit. Pretty highly sought after dual threat quarterback. Had some legitimate committable offers. Yes, Chad Morse's son. He decommitted shortly after his dad was fired. He has now committed to Oklahoma. And is expected to sign, obviously, unless something changes. He had some legitimate offers. Clemson, obviously, Arkansas, Oklahoma, a couple of other Big 12 schools. I mean, a lot of schools were really in on him. And then we have another question, also about it was mostly about well, I, you know, Oklahoma's been in the news, especially after that ass whooping they took. They've kind of been the butt of a lot of jokes. But uh, let me let me find that question really quick. Jay will asked about the uh, five star quarterback that just recently decommitted from Oklahoma. Is there any interest in Arkansas? No. No, I don't. I forgot that kid's name. I don't know. I had it up a minute ago, but yeah, he's um, 
not as far as I know, he's not interested. He's out of Georgia. Could see him going somewhere like Georgia, possibly Clemson. But no, I don't think uh, I know who you're talking about. I'm sorry, I don't have his name up right now, but uh, he is not interested, as far as I know. Arkansas does have an offer on the table from the last staff, but I I don't think he has any interest. So um, I think that's all the Discord questions. I'm trying to scroll down here. Yeah, Chandler Chandler does. Uh, he committed to Oklahoma. There were people who who felt like he was overrated. They only ever got an offer. You know, because of how well he's liked, and it, the fact that it's his—you know—his dad is obviously Chad Morris. But no, I, you go back and watch film on him. You listen to what people have to say. People who cover Texas high school football will tell you he's big time. He is—you know—don't get me wrong. The five ten—I don't know what he weighs. Hundred and absolutely nothing. That is something that I'm sure. I'm sure everyone can agree with. It's hard to see that that size be successful in Power Five football. It's hard. Yes, Kyler Murray, but uh, how how often do you get players like Kyle Murray come through? You know, not you know, I don't know, not very often. Like that that talent level. That kid was was a, you know he's a two sport athlete. He's just a pure athlete, a great athlete. Now he's making the big bucks in the NFL. We'll see what he does there in Arizona. Year one wasn't terrible. I'll say that. Kyler Murray wasn't terrible. And then he had the other guy that people point out is Baker Mayfield. And look, Baker's a little bit taller, a little bit more meat on the bones, right? A little bit more meat on the bone than, than what uh, than what Chandler does. But I've been saying Chandler, I think, is the real deal. Under Lincoln Riley, only God knows what he's capable of doing under Lincoln Riley. And now they got this kid that just decommitted. That quarterback, by the way, that decommitted, whose name is, is has escaped my mind. He's a 2021 kid. Chandler Morris is 2020. So, okay. Moving on to the visitor list. Let's uh, Let me pull that up here. I got it somewhere, my official visitors list. Where are you? Well, I'll just pull up my notepad. I had some names. The big one, the end of January, is an, it's a very, that's a big one. It's only three players, but that is three big-time players. Four-star dual-threat quarterback out of Missouri City, Texas, Malik Hornsby. Sounds like he's he's having to decide between Baylor and Arkansas. There's some rumors that some other schools will sneak in there. I'm sure, I'm sure that could be the case. He is rated higher than Jacoby Criswell. I think he was the number seven or eight dual threat quarterback according to 24/7 Sports. Malik Hornsby's big time. What was Criswell like? Twelfth or something? Whatever. You're splitting hairs at that point, right? But Malik Hornsby, that would be a huge get. And again, when you look at the star power, there's not a lot of it coming in. Now, there are some guys, there's some three stars that could possibly jump up in star power by the end of this cycle. I don't know. More than likely, these kids, most of them, you know, these kids are on Arkansas's list right now. Probably not. But, uh, yeah, January 24th through the 26th, that is a huge, huge weekend. Brandon Frazier, we remember him, formerly committed to Arkansas in McKinney, Texas. Big tight end, three-star. Jalen St. John, offensive tackle out of St. Louis, Missouri. If you if you talk about three positions of need, for me, it's linebacker, offensive line number two, and corner number three. And Jalen St. John is a, would be a tremendous grab if you could get him. 
You've also got Robert Scott out of Conway, Arkansas, who's going to visit. We don't have a date just yet on him, but he is going to visit. There, supposedly, he's, he wants to visit. Currently committed to Ole Miss. So they are in on, if, if you're going to ask me about quarterbacks, they are in on two, I think maybe three quarterbacks in this class. The other one is a kid out of Miami, Florida, Marsh, three-star, dual-threat kid. So that's uh, that's going to be January 31st. So you got Brooks from Harrison, Arkansas, uh, linebacker, Kevin Compton, an athlete, I think is uh, out of Watson Chapel. I think he's a two-sport athlete, if I remember right, basketball and football Marsh and then Andy Boykin out of uh, Georgia, Lagrange, Georgia. I, the visit, the the list is is huge. Savion Williams, you remember him, three star wide receiver, lengthy kid out of Marshall, Texas, formerly committed to Arkansas. Really like Chad, uh, Chad Morse. Supposedly highly interested in, in committing back to Arkansas. There's an opportunity there. I think uh, anything could happen there. I like Savion Williams a lot. I really do. You know, how about that though? Back to back, if you get Savion, that's another one of those one of those three star receivers that I think is a little little overlooked. Darren Turner's your other wideout. We talked about him on the Pig Trail Pod. Darren Turner, who's a, a could be a four star either way, should have been listed on twenty four seven as a athlete. They have him as a wideout, but he plays safety as well. Big body, six three two oh six. You know, that's. Um, that's a big body, and then you you bring in Savion Williams, who's who's also got a lengthy. You know, he's he's a little bit taller as well. I don't know. It, it, it's it fascinating how Arkansas has went out and they've gone after these six two, six three, six four receivers. They like those lengthy guys. They like the guys that are that are a little bit taller. So yeah, the uh, official visitor list is interesting. Corners, my gosh, they have a lot of corners on this list. That are, that are expected to come in. I think January 16th, you're going to have, uh, or that weekend, Rashad Battle, Kerry Johnson, Starks, Raquan Starks. You've got a couple of other safeties, Mike Harris, Nick Turner, Alan Horse, the other tight end out of Crockett or out of Texas. So that's two tight ends. They're going to, I think they're going to, they're going to try and get those, these, both these guys. I don't think this is a JIC. We need one of the two. I think they go after both because I don't, how many scholarship tight ends do you have left now? Grayson Gunner out the door. What do you have left? You know? So, yeah, you need to go out and grab a couple couple tight ends. I know under Bryles they're going to play a little bit different role than what they would have under Chad Morris, but uh, it is what it is. So, yeah, this uh, this list could grow, could shrink. You know how it goes. Yes, Catrell Wallace is still going to come on his OV. We know he signed already, but um, you're, you're going to get him. That's a DN slash linebacker. Who you gotta get? Jashad Stewart out of Jonesboro will be here. Kendarius Moore out of West Memphis. I think they. I really do think they end up signing at least a couple more linebackers. I think they probably go after. They want all three of those corners. I'll tell you that right now. They want all three of those guys. So let's see what uh, Discord. See if there's any more questions. Doop a doop a doop. Just more people wishing Chandler the best. Tell you guys, if you're not in our Discord, you need to come join. Hit us up in the uh, Twitter DMs or Facebook DMs, whatever. Message us. Get a hold of us. It's real easy. We're everywhere. Tell a friend, hey, we all need to join in on the Hog Talk Discord page. It's fun. It's good stuff. It's all free, 100% free. We share some 
good information there, and it's always just fun to have all Hog fans in one place. So, what is next on the list on this agenda? What are we at? 23 minutes. What was the other thing we were going to talk about really quick? Oh, yeah. I guess, I guess really, I should comment on Clemson and, and LSU, what I think happens there. I, I said this. <laughs> I said it. Speaking of our Discord, I said it there. I said, print the hats. I think it's LSU. I just do. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that. And I, Actually, I said that on the last Hog Talk, too, didn't I? On Monday. On Monday's show. I'm still there. It's all about LSU. I just... I have a hard time. When you look at the body of work, I just really like LSU. Clemson's a damn good team. Make no mistake about it. Their experience, they've been in the playoffs. Those guys know what they're walking into. LSU doesn't. That's the advantage Clemson has. But quarterback, offensive line, oh my goodness, LSU. Their they're, they're receivers, are you kidding me? They're full of NFL. And, and I know Clemson is too, but again, look at the body of work. How many top 10 victories do these guys look at their performances this year? It's incredible. I just, I, I, for that reason alone, that's why I'm taking LSU. What do you think? What do you guys think? Yeah, um, Arkansas still, you have, looking at this signing class, that was the other thing I was going to say. I had a, uh, I talked about this on the Picture Pod. I did have an email. Someone had asked me about, the player that stands out the most, and I'll I'll say it here too, Darren Turner. Go watch his film. Go watch Darren Turner's film. 6'3", 210-pound receiver slash safety. He's rated as a top 200 player. Miles Slusher stands out too. You like him? Six foot, 180-pounder out of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. But go watch Darren Turner's. Go watch his film. It's uh, you know he's not afraid. He'll put his body on the line. He adjusts well to the ball when it's thrown in midair. If, if you have no coverage over the top, if you're man-to-man coverage and you have no help over the top, oh my goodness. Darren Turner, there, there's even a play. He's playing, you know, he's a he's a safety on defense. And he picks off this throw. It's a bad throw. He runs over, jumps up into the air, splits the receiver, makes the pick, runs through the entire offense, runs right past him. Like, he looked like a man amongst boys. And even, even some of the other guys that had a pretty good angle, the offensive players who were trying to turn around and make the tackle on Darren, on Turner, even they who look like they have good uh, good angle on him, he still burns he still burns them. You wonder if he's got that sneaky speed you know, that, that Traylon Burks had. I'm not saying he's as fast or as athletic as Traylon Burks. Burks is on a whole other level. I mean, that guy, he's going to excel. And uh, I, I cannot, I just am excited about his future. But you wonder if Darren Turner's just got that kind of sneaky, freaky speed. You know, like, wow, he's 6'3", 210. He looks like he's slow, but he's not. He's fast. He looks fast. Then again, it's also possible the film you watch. you got to remember, when you're watching these highlight films, you don't get to see. It, it, it's, it's all good, no bad, right? And, and maybe the team they were playing against was tiny. They're terrible and, I don't know, didn't know what they were doing. But... Yeah, Turner, uh, he shines in his in his film that I've seen. But then again, you should in your highlight film, right? Like you're supposed to. That's the whole point of it. But yeah, I, I would have to say, and that was, um, I forgot the, the individual's name that emailed me that. He wrote, uh, uh, what was his name? Jeremiah? No. Logan, what was his name? I don't remember. Anyways, uh, shout out to him. I think he listens to the Hawk Talk and the Pig Trail. But he also asked the three most important positions, or he had said something about like what what are the positions. I already mentioned that a minute ago, but yeah, I'm going to say it again. 
linebacker, offensive line, corner. Write that down, Logan. You're not you're not real. Ties off his meds. All right. Next up, we're going to bring on Porter. We're going to get the post-game reaction to the Ladybacks taking on Texas A&M. Both teams ranked. Big-time game. Stay tuned for that. Porter coming up next. All right, welcome back, Razorback fans. With us on the road home, Porter Hayes leaving uh, leaving Fayetteville on his way back home to Ozark, Arkansas. Porter, you and I got to watch the Ladybacks. Um, they lose a, a tough one uh, to Texas A&M. Both these teams ranked. Both these teams projected to make NCAA tournament. What did you see tonight? Um, pros, cons, what can we take away from this game? And they've got Auburn coming up next, so just kind of speak on all that just a little bit. Uh, let's start with the pros. I mean, to, to get out-rebounded like they did, and, uh, I mean, 46-27, to 27, I believe, was the ended total on out-rebounding. And, and then to have four players in double digits and, and to have Kennedy Carter go off for almost 30 – to, to have just those few missed layups and missed, you know, possessions at the end of the game, it could have been a totally different game, the pros. The cons was they let Kennedy Carter go off for 13 in the first quarter. I mean, she was just unstoppable. I mean, she's averaging 22 points a game, and she's all but advertising the post-game press conference. I mean, very confident in, in what she could do. And, you know, Gary Blair talked about after the game, you know, he wants a floor general. That's what he – he did while he was at Arkansas, and, and you could see the the coaching he does with that team. Um, you know, the first quarter she was hitting from three outside, and then the second quarter they just dumped it down to India Lewis, and she had 13 in the second quarter. So, I mean, they were very well-rounded. It's kind of like what we've been seeing out of Arkansas the, the previous 11 games. I mean, very well, very balanced team, and – the size and the the second chance points just proved to be too much for the Razorbacks tonight. Yeah, something that um, something I noticed was that I mean, obviously A and M is uh, they're big. They are just everyone on that roster is just big, and they got a couple of six three uh, girls on that roster. Um, there was just no chance for Arkansas to win that battle inside. And by the sounds of it, that they're used to that. They're used to being a little bit smaller inside. Being a very guard-heavy team, um, but they're still projected to do well. They're off to they're still off to a good start. Like uh, uh, Coach Neighbor said after the game, he I, I I don't know if you got the same thing from it that I did, but I feel like they actually felt pretty good despite losing. They actually feel pretty good about their next uh, you know the rest of the SEC schedule after you know what they saw against Texas A and M. Yeah, definitely, and, and I kind of touched on that earlier with with what he said about being just those few possessions away. I mean, they had it tied up 61, you know, yeah. with Kayla Daniels. It, it just seemed like some of those key role players that, that have usually stepped up in previous games, they, they struggled to get shots. I mean, they they relied too much on Dungy and Tolfrey to, to pick up that slack, it seemed, and of opposed to previous games where either Michaela Daniels or Galden would step up and get 18, 15 points. So 
that that's what they're really going to have to practice on is, is getting their other key players to, to step up and get some get some buckets and do not miss those you know those wide open layups those blown missed opportunities because if you're getting out rebounded by 20 almost um you're going to miss have to make every shot you can you know those inside shots you take yeah i agree there was there are a lot of missed opportunities um and uh, you you could you could see it on John neighbor or on excuse me on Mike neighbor's face. I don't know why I about said John neighbors, but Mike neighbor's face that you know he felt uh, he felt the same way. I thought it was really cool. Gary Blair talked about how you know toll free missed a shot late and and uh, how he's sure that Mike neighbors would would like to have that back and and then uh, of course the strange I'll say this the, the the thing that did that did happen that I didn't expect to happen. Was was Chelsea Dungey an All American get off to such a slow start in the first half? She had what five, four points in the first yeah, half. Yeah, four points. Yeah, four points. She ended up with eighteen. And she's been having some some slow starts of late. You know, I noticed with with the last game uh, I was at, and I think it was the uh, Tulsa game, I believe. You know, it's just that slow start, and you know. But when when you're used to having slow starts and you have other people, I guess you get complacent of okay, well somebody else is going to step up if if they have a slow night. I think tonight really really gave neighbors a shot in the arm of what he needs to do, what how he needs to prepare his team. Like he said, he can see what type of team he has now. He did not know how good his team was, and for them to stick, I mean, their only loss was to Louisville, so. You know, Texas A&M is a really good squad inside and out. I mean, that that is going to be, if if not a, a one seed, they're going to be a two seed going into that tournament. They're very very good. They have a floor general and Carter and India Lewis down low. So I mean, they have that hollow presence. So I mean, they're they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, Tolfrey said too late in the game, or, or uh, excuse me, the post game. She said that uh, Chelsea Dungey was clearly taking she was taking advantage of A&M's, uh, you know, queuing in on her, and that's why she was able to get off to that start. Tolfrey was 6 of 8 at three-point range tonight. That's yeah, and, and lucky, shooting. yeah. And lucky, you know, on that one play where, you know, and I will say this, and I, I'm not one to really complain about the rest, but it seemed like they were missing some – very obvious calls, uh, and, and both coaches have kind of said, you know, getting hacked. But at one point, I mean, it was like a six to two deficit. I mean, the, the rest were just calling everything kind of in, in Texas A&M's favor. It seemed like, you know, Arkansas got a few calls there late in the game, like kind of like to me when it was out of reach. But I mean, there in the second quarter, you know, when when you're going after and somebody runs into you and, and there's nothing called. I mean, whether it's on toll free. Or the the Texas A&M player. I mean, you let a game with two ranked teams like that get chippy and get out. I mean, that could turn into a, a game where it gets out of hand fast. So that that's the one kind of complaint I have about it. I wish they would have kind of, you know, caught it both ways. I'm not saying that's the reason why um, Texas A&M won because that's clearly not the case. I mean, we've seen the out like every time. Arkansas would cut back to a nine to seven to a five point lead. Texas A&M had a had an answer right back, and yeah. that's 
Carter said that in the postgame presser that, you know, that was the type of team that they're, they're poised to play with. So uh, I was I was impressed with the ladies. I think they're going to do – I think they're in really good shape. they got Auburn coming up. Um, I, I think Arkansas should be favored in that. Uh, it sounds like they run a kind of offense or style of play that – uh, doesn't really work too well against what neighbors likes to do, and he kind of admitted that in the post game. He was really uh, excited about that matchup, um, but I think I, I really think that's about it. I think that's going to do it. Porter, thanks for hopping on, man. I know we're working late tonight. Yeah, I'm I'm on my way on my way back to Ozark on Interstate 40, so I'm I'm ready to get back start the day tomorrow. Man. Well, unfortunately, Razorback fans, we had to cut that interview with Porter just a little bit short. Ran into a dead zone, apparently, right outside of Alma. Dad gum you, Alma. Get your cell tower situation figured out. We're trying to conduct a show. We got a podcast to do. Priorities, Alma. Come on. If we have any listeners over there, tell your tell your people, tell your mayor, tell your town representatives hey the hard talk podcast needs better cell reception when they're driving through here okay they got a show to run but uh thank you porter for hopping on again it's always a treat that was a lot of fun to uh watch the lady backs uh, you know it was a close one but my gosh bud walton was on fire i think the announced attendance was like just north of four thousand. it sounded like 10 when the razorbacks got on that little run there in the second Tolfrey was hitting threes. They're finding ways to get back into that game. It was exciting, man. And Bud Walton again. It's just it always, it it always just sounds like if you get a few thousand hog fans in there and you give them something to cheer about, it they'll just they'll blow that place up. It's insane. It's a lot of fun. We uh, as always have a blast there. Whether I'm in the seats or in the up there with the media and our little, you know, they tuck us away up there in the corner doesn't matter where you are in Bud Walton. It's just, it always sounds like there's way more people in the building. Uh, there's going to be more and more people show up to these games. This is going to be a really good team. They're, they're going to be good. That's an NCAA tournament team. Gary Blair said it himself. This is an NCAA tournament team. They're good. I mean, look, A&M is, I think they're favored like top two, top three in the conference for a reason. You know, they're top 10, top 12 in the country for a reason. They're, uh, they, they, they're, they're big. They've got some size. They've got some shooters. I think they started off in the first quarter. They shot like north of 65% from the field. I think at one point they were 75% from the field. It was insane. They were working it inside. They, they you know, Porter kind of went into that. They just kind of got bodied inside and they and they worked the 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 high and low. They could they could do it all. AM's a really good team. It, it helps when you have size. It's even more important when you have talent and when you're well coached. We know who that coach is. Gary Blair has uh, been around a while. We know all about him here at Arkansas. So, tough loss for the Lady Backs, but uh, I have no doubt they're going to rebound. They got Auburn coming up next. I think they win that one. I'm just going to say it. I think they win it. The men's, they're going to take on A&M. Give me Arkansas, and I hope it's a blowout. I'm, I, I'm not going to – I don't give specific scores in games, but I'll say I think Arkansas – Probably wins this one somewhere between like I don't know I'll I'll, I'll take 10, 12 points. A and I'm sure will be scrappy. You know they know they're underdogs. Their backs are against the wall. Everyone's kind of throwing a lot of shade at them. I, it wouldn't surprise me to see them come in against Arkansas a little chippy. It wouldn't surprise me at all. It wouldn't even surprise me if it's actually a game. But I think Arkansas is a far better team. So 
That is going to do it on behalf of the Hawk Talk Podcast. Thank you guys so much. Every time you download, one of us grow wings or something. I don't know. A hog fan gets to eat barbecue. (laughs) A hog fan somewhere, every time you download one of our episodes, gets barbecue. It just appears, poof, right there, right in front of them. So just remember that. (laughs) All right. That's going to do it. Thanks again for for downloading and listening. We'll uh, we'll see you on the next one here on the Hawk Talk Podcast. Thanks a lot. Woo pig. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.